Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey I idolized Dominic Hasek. I played goalie because of Dominic Hasek. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to a late-night edition of All Hang Up and Listen. Tampa Bay forces Game 6 in an exciting back-and-forth game. Uh, 3-2 to two with a game-winning goal from uh, Andre Palat, who's been a huge, huge, huge glue guy uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning in these playoffs. Uh, guy has, I think he's 11 goals uh, to this point, which I think uh, leads the NHL. I want to say he leads the NHL in, uh, in, in, in playoff goals right now. But I am joined by producer Steve and, of course, none other than the beautician himself, Ryan Drury from the Instigators podcast. Boys, thanks for hopping on for me late tonight. I know it's uh, sometimes it can be a little tough to stay up for these uh, for these late ones, but I appreciate you hopping on. I mean, you say that sometimes, but not this series. I could watch this series every single goddamn night for the rest of my life. Like two titans just going at it, just dueling to the death. I, I, I could. I kind of want one of those like divisional seasons again, where these two just have to go up against each other forever. I don't know what kind of geographic division you'd make where these two have to match up every night, but I don't care. Make it happen. Right. Uh, yeah, it could just be the Kings and then the Scrubs, and that's the other 30 teams in the league. <laughs> just, oh, my God, this series is incredible. I don't ever want it to end, but I know it has to. Oh, my God, so good. Jerry? Yeah, it's it's been really entertaining hockey, and, I mean, tonight I think we saw – obviously the tightest game of the series so far barring the overtime win where even in that game though I felt like it just felt like Colorado was going to win the whole time like they were they were so good in game one they came out flying and Tampa was able to withstand a lot of that because of Vasilevsky game two they got floored and give credit to Tampa like they've they're Tampa like I don't feel like anybody should be surprised with what we've we've witnessed here because of what they've been able to do on a run that's, you know, getting into pretty historic territory here. If they can win game six and come back from three, one down and win game seven and win three straight cups for the first time since the eighties, the eighties Islanders that won four straight, they were the last team to win three. Um, 
it's it's incredible what this team can do. What just when you think Colorado up three one, they're going back home, high altitude, which we heard some of the Tampa players complaining about mm-hmm. um, when they went back home. The the altitude getting to them, and for them to come in, you know, I think a lot of people wrote Tampa off um, because of what we've seen Colorado do, particularly on home ice, and up three one, heading back home. Just felt, just felt like to a lot of people, I think, including myself even going into the game a little bit, it just almost kind of felt, and I feel a lot of people wanted it to be predestined that Colorado would would put Tampa away to the delight of a lot of hockey fans that have had to watch that team put their team out over the last couple of years. Man, that team, it's just incredible what they're able to do with their backs on the mat. It it almost defies explanation. Like they just have so many guys that have been there, done that. Palat again, a guy that they drafted in the seventh round, you know, steps up huge for them again. He's gonna he's gonna cash in this off season. Oh my um, god! So I've already seen people joking, but not so much joking that he's gonna be a bru- he's gonna be brewing by by day one of free agency. Which you know, yeah, no. <laughs> It feels like it, right? It feels like a good fit for him, right? Um, but for right now, what he continues to do for that team is um, kind of the, part of the second wave, right? You think of Tampa and you think of Hedman, Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, who still hasn't played, which is another thing that really factors into what I feel might be some trouble for Colorado here. I tweeted out, you know, is is that game-winning goal that Kemper let in going to be the moment that we look back on collectively in a few days' time and say that was the moment that it got away from them? Because we've seen all of us over the last two seasons and into this run, look what just happened to the Rangers up to nothing. Our buddy John Lazarus feeling pretty good <laughs> yeah. early on in that series. You cannot give Tampa gifts like this. You cannot do it with this team. And and I don't say That's that about good. Colorado because they haven't won. You cannot do this stuff. This team has proven that when you give them an inch, they always take a mile. And now the team playing in Mile High City might be in a lot of trouble because Point is getting closer. Vasilevsky, we know what he can do when he gets locked in and starts feeling it. And Man, he was locked in tonight. I he he was locked in. The second goal that went in was not very good, but here's the thing. Vasilevsky does that very rarely. Two of the goals, the Kucherov power play goal, I mean that's a ripper. You know, Martin Broder's not stopping that. Um the other two, though, including the game winner, where he does not have proper hold of his stick, and Dwayne, you're go- you you break this down for me, guys. You guys are the goalie experts. He does not have proper grip of his stick, and it gets caught on his pad as he goes in from the VH push to try and get over there, and he would have stopped that shot if he doesn't get his stick tangled up with his pads. Just poor technique, and he let in a soft goal, and the first goal that Ruta scored was soft, too. You just cannot do this stuff with Tampa. I don't care. They, they said that shot was coming in 95 miles an hour, but no screen in front of you. It was far out on a on a rough angle. 
I mean, you're an NHL goaltender, man. Like, you, you have to make that save. I agree. I agree. I, I just, I, again, like, it, it might it might seem like, you know, a little melodramatic and, and counting Colorado out, which, which we, we shouldn't give them, give them due respect to. But like I said, they've not won yet. And when you give a team that has the experience that this Tampa team does something like that, a moment like that to get life out of in, in your building, when you could have hoisted the cup tonight, I don't know. It, it just feels, it just feels soul crushing almost you know because it's tampa like man i i hope like i don't care who wins i think both teams are a great story and there's great guys to follow on both teams you know Bo and byram coming back from almost having to retire all the things and crap that nazim Kadri's had to put up with in these playoffs comes back from an injury big ot winner Stamkos with all the success he's had on the other side after breaking his leg and having the blood clot issues a few years ago. Like, there are guys, Pallad, a seventh-round pick that came out of nowhere. There's guys to like on both teams. I just, I really kind of hope, having said all that, and I, I don't care who wins, I hope that we don't look back on tonight as the moment where Colorado let it all slip away because of that goal that their goaltender let in that I I don't know. It it just feels a little dire now. I I don't know what you guys think for, for me, if, if, if they go back, uh, cause game six is in Tampa, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So if they go back to Tampa and win win game six, I think the series is over personally. I just think you, 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 you give that team all that momentum, um, you, you know, all that momentum, you get Vasilevsky locked in. And like you, like you said, you, you he's the best goalie in the world. I, I mean, Shasirskin's a close second, but he's the best goalie in the world still, in my opinion. And if you guys, if you give that team momentum offensively and have uh, Vasilevsky locked in and focused and have two good games, two wins under his belt going into an elimination game, I mean, for me, it's just like, you know, I'm putting all my eggs in the Tampa Bay basket. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Stanley Cup, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. We know the Avalanche can sprint. They're one of the fastest fucking teams in the league. You watch them every night. Those guys are just whizzing by pretty much everyone they get up against. But, I mean, Tampa Bay's got a player like Pat Maroon who's not the fastest skate on the ice, but – He's still hanging with their fourth line. He's still making stuff happen with Riley Nash of all people, you know, like, mm-hmm. like some of the glue guys that are in the depth of the Tampa Bay lightning. Like you forget that they're there and let, and let's not forget that the greatest storyline of this uh, three Pete could be Corey Perry, finally breaking the Stanley cup final curse that he's been uh, suffering through for the past two years. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, if you can't beat him, join him and let's hope it works out for him. Remember Marion Hosa? <laughs> Marion yeah. Hosa? Was in like yeah. the Stanley Cup Finals three years in a row before he finally won one. Yeah, maybe third time's the charm again. But I mean, yeah, ultimately, Tampa Bay knows that to hoist the Stanley Cup, it's a marathon. It's an endurance contest. It's not about who blinks first. It's about who stays up the longest. And given the fact that they've already done it twice, and they're, you know, it's not over until it's over. Like, yes, every game now is an elimination game for them, but. If they can win it at home in game six, 
it's literally anybody's series Tuesday night. Anyone could take it. Uh, and and you know what? You know, going back to what uh, you know Ryan was saying earlier, um, you think about it. They've been to the finals for the last five seasons. With if you t- take away when they were swept by Columbus, I think it was in the first round. They've literally they've literally been to the finals for the last five seasons. So in five seasons, they've essentially played what? Like nearly six seasons of hockey in five years. That's bananas. Yeah. That's absolutely bananas. Like no no team, you know, going back to again, what you said, Ryan, you know, go back to the Islanders from the eighties, the dynasty their dynasty team. Like when they won three in a row. It was that it was the Islanders, right? They won three in a row. They won four in a row. They were the last one to do three. Yeah, it's which is insane. Yeah. So just imagine just the wear and tear that has on the body. Um, just both mentally and physically. Like you see how hard it's been for Braden Point to uh to uh to get back and healthy, you know, who's a huge, huge uh part of that team, you know possibly a top five center in the league. And, you know, I think one of the most underrated players in the league, personally, for me, I don't think he gets enough credit and very underpaid again, in my opinion, uh, to not have that guy in your lineup, you know, that's a huge, huge loss. And then Sorelli being, you know, off and on injured, just, you know, all the bumps and bruises that add up, you know, come time for the finals and, now you give Braden Point another two days to get healthy. You know he was on the ice this morning. I remember looking at some of the tweets from the from the morning skate, and people were saying that Point looked good out there. They like they were expecting. It was almost like they were expecting him to play tonight. And then obviously he was a last second. You know wasn't out there for warmups. You know which again I thought I thought he for sure was playing. But now if if he was almost ready to play tonight, you can bet your ass he's ready to go in Tampa Bay uh, in two nights. It's almost an inevitability, and I've been saying it this whole time. Been uh, watching these games in Discord with my little brother that, yep. that that power play unit where Braden Point is usually in that center slot where Corey Perry's planting himself now, that is what makes that power play so freaking deadly. You've got Victor Hedman clapping from the blue line. You've yep. got Kucherov on one side. You've got Stamkos on another, and then if one of those three dudes doesn't beat you. All it has to do is just get tipped off Braden Point in the center, who is not going to mess up that play. He's just – his hands are too good. He just knows – he just knows exactly where he needs to be, and he always has his stick on the ice. And yep. I – like I, – and, I mean, we've seen how important special teams have been in all of these series. So if Braden Point is back in game six, I think that's like – yeah, I mean, that – you know, the Avalanche got their rush back with Kadri, and Kadri was the hero the other night. Good for him, you know, I – and that that dude is going to cash in. I have no idea where. I like the theory that I saw that he might end up with the Red Wings. I can honestly see that happening. It would be interesting. I would really enjoy that. But uh, he's going to cash in. Natchuskin's going to cash in. Palat ought to cash in. You know, we'd love to see Palat stay with Tampa, but they just they seriously just do not. Mm-hmm. But uh, I again, that's all to say, if Braden points back for Game Six and he can also play Game Seven, I think that's just what like sets the series over. I think at that point it just you know, it's Tampa's cup to lose at that point. It, and that's, that's, I mean, that's my opinion. I'm sure somebody doesn't agree with it. But even if we have like a 60% version of Braden Point, that's a dangerous player. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, and, and, and I mean, 
you're right. Like you, you can, I don't know how people could not necessarily agree with that take though. Right. Because it is Tampa we're talking about. Like, it's fine if you still think Colorado will win. Do I still think they can win? Yeah, absolutely. They're the, like, let's, let's keep, they're the ones up in the series here. It's just that like when you do this kind of stuff with Tampa and, and let them back into a series like this with everything on the line, you know, I don't know why anybody after watching what we've watched the last two and a half seasons and into this playoff run would go, Oh no, it's crazy to think Tampa will come back and win crazy to think Tampa will win. What are you talking about? Like, look at, have you watched what they've done the last two and three quarters playoff runs? Like, and, and Dwayne, you brought up how they've, they've gone to a lot of, you know, long playoff runs and, you know, consider that final that they lost in 2015 to Chicago. Vasilevsky was the backup. He was yep. a rookie that year. Ben yep. Bishop was, remember him, was still the starter in Tampa. And like, you know, and, and then to have them go on and him take the reins and turn into what he's turned into, you know, the guys up here on Overdrive, which is my favorite sports talk radio show in Toronto, you know, Jamie McLennan, who was a longtime goalie in the NHL, he uh, he always refers to uh, Vasilevsky as John Wick. I mean, the the comparison is pretty apt. Like, don't think John Wick is in the grave before he's in the grave because nights like tonight happen. And outside of that softy that went in that ended up getting credited to McCarr, um, he was dialed. And that last 10 minutes... He was unbelievable. All the superlatives that we've thrown out about him over the years, he was all of them and more down the stretch of that game. And and that's why I have paused now on Colorado side of things to go, geez, did they just let something special slip away? Because, you know, guys, if this goes to a game seven, like who on earth really is betting on Kemper in that over Vasilevsky in a game seven to win a Stanley cup. I, I would venture to say that if, if you ask most hockey fans right now, it's game seven tomorrow. Your team is in the Stanley cup final. You can have one player before anybody else gets decided on the roster to help you win that game. I would bet Vasilevsky over McDavid, whoever, would probably top a lot of people's lists. And tonight, he showed again why. Yep. And uh, if I have to bet, if I have to bet myself on a game seven of any goalie the last, in the last decade, honestly, I'm going to take Vasilevsky 10 times out of 10 and twice on, you know, or, you know, Monday through Monday through Sunday, twice on Sunday, whatever the stupid cliche. Monday through Saturday, yeah. You had a little George Bush moment there. Fool me yeah, once. I did, I did, I did. <laughs> There's <laughs> an old once, saying in Tennessee. Fool me once, fool me twice. Can't, fool me. Can't get fooled again, brother. It will be yeah. good. No, we yeah. gotta write. We gotta write down all these colloquial sayings for Dwayne, so he can just oh, yeah. the book give him a list before the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I gotta do that. I I agree. Like I I think over the last decade, like you said, the only guy that you'd maybe put in that conversation with him is who, who quick. It, yeah, you know, like I 
man, God, he's just so, he's just so good. He's so good. And the team in front of him is pretty good too. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man, Colorado. I just, yeah, I feel like they've got to take this on the road. Cause when it comes down to game seven, this Tampa team, they just figure it out. They just figure it out. It's just shut down hockey. I mean, that's, if Vasilevsky was not a human being, I would say he's literally unbeatable. He's a robot. But we, we're aware that he's a human being with a pulse. We know this. But yeah. I, I still don't completely believe it. I've never been in the same room with the man. You know, I, yeah. I haven't been able to look under the hood. But, like, from, from all accounts, the man is human. He's carbon-based. He could be beat. But I haven't seen it happen yet, at least not in an elimination game, do or die, you know? You just hope we, have, we have Maniac himself. Uh, Avs are going to be in their own heads now. Lightning have been the better team the last 180 minutes. Can't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> fool, me, fool me once. You, you fool me. You fool me twice. Can't fool me again. That's <laughs> pretty good Bush impression. Yeah. I no. I and I agree with them. You know it. It just and, and again like I I don't want to seem like I'm I'm selling Colorado short. They have gone on a historic run here where now they that's their fourth loss now on this run. 15, like yeah, 15 and four in the Stanley Cup, good. Stanley Cup playoffs. That's pretty good damn good. Life. Like they are, and they are the toughest test that Tampa has faced so far, with all due respect to the teams that they beat the last two years. Colorado has proven to be a a speed fueled juggernaut. And unfortunately, though, they're facing a team that just has so much experience in multiple situations like this. And I I just, again, I don't care who wins at this point, though. Even down 3-1, I, I'm just not going to be shocked if Tampa works this out. I just won't be. Yeah, I uh, 100% agree with you. Just give me uh... – Trying to find this real quick. Oh, he's trying really? to find. Some. Are you trying to find that Bush quote? He's gonna play the Bush quote. Of course. Oh no! You got the sound off. Here we go. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably Tennessee. That says, "Fool me once, shame on, shame on you." Oh my God! <laughs> it's so much worse than I remember. Fool me, you can't get fooled again. <laughs> He doesn't even attempt to go into the second part of the saying. Nope. It's just uh-huh. like, fool right, me once. Like, he's he's never listened to the Who ever. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was so much better than I thought. Oh, my God. All time. I love, too, how he starts it by going, there's an old saying in Tennessee. It's in Texas, too. I'm sure it's here in Tennessee and doesn't get it right. Not What's even also much. super fun, like r- weird about that is like the Bushes aren't even from Texas; they're from Maine. Yeah. So, don't worry about it. That was that was a real life version. That was a real life version of the Michael Scott moment where he's like, "Sometimes I just start a sentence, I don't even know where it's going. I just I just keep talking, and I hope I get where I need to be." <laughs> you you'd swear if someone like you could sell that. To he's a human that. being. He was once the most powerful man in the world. He, he, he ran president. He ran your country for a while. Like, what the fuck? 
you would think that that was a clip from the office. Like it's just so off the rails and oh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's, things don't get off the rails as a result of tonight for Colorado. Cause I mean, this almost feels like we deserve game seven now. Like, I don't know that Tampa team, man. Jeez. Can we make it a best of 10? Is that honestly like the hockey and, and that's the thing, like the game of twenty one has been Let's so just go. good. I I will say though, uh, again, and I know I know that there's gonna be the conspiracy theorists online with the too many men and then the not the non too many men and whatever. I I still just don't understand the NHL and their position on refereeing and why they just I know why they can't, but there's just this non-admission of guilt almost where they're like, oh, no, we call the games the exact same from September in the preseason to game five of the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> no, they don't, man. And I said to my girlfriend's dad who watched the game with me, I don't know if if there was a new hockey fan that had just started watching the sport in the room with me. I don't think I could actually tell them what a penalty is i i have no i've been watching this sport since i was graced onto this earth and i feel like i know less about the rules now than i did when i was an infant i have no idea what a penalty is can you tell me like i don't the macar rush in particular a couple years ago johnny goudreau got his finger split apart by jordan stall and they're like, we got to crack down on slashes in the hands. Got to do it. And for the first like three months of that following season, everything, if your stick was within a meter of a guy's glove, you were getting called. Kale McCarr puts together one of the most sensational individual rushes from a standstill to split the defense, creates a breakaway, and he gets a stick right up in his hands and bobbles the puck. Yeah. No call. Like, what's a penalty? I you remember. Hey, you remember, I have no idea. You remember when? Oh, was it Mark with thought? Like, uh, whose finger? Whose finger got chopped off? Was it, it Mathot by was, Crosby? Yeah. It was Crosby. Yeah, it was. The, I, I was thinking Crosby got a really bad. No, it was. It was. It was Crosby on Mathot. Like, you remember that shit? Like, that was fucking wild. And and later that season, Crosby rearranged Ryan O'Reilly's. Um, manhood if you will and didn't get anything for that either but you can't suspend Sidney Crosby so no you can't it's impossible I, I kind of feel like the officials are using that old definition of pornography it's like I can't quite define it but I know it when I see it except they just don't always see it yeah so that's kind of like well uh, I must have missed it yeah. it's a fast-paced game guys you know <laughs> You know, yeah, we're not the NFL. We're not gonna game. we're not gonna dissect the play with ten different replays in slow motion from like five different angles yeah. for two minutes. You know, oh, wait, you know, though, we like, are, the, and we're still gonna get the call wrong. This is a real the controversy game. around the uh um the controversy on the Kaji goal in, in game four, like that to me was like absolute insanity. It's just like that play happens all the time. Every night on a regular season slate, that play happens. Maybe not overtime, maybe just in regular in, in regulation. But, you know, that happens all the time. And 
you know, the way Cooper kind of went off, it's just like, dude, like <laughs> if this was just in a normal game during regular season, you wouldn't even give a shit. Like you would. He you was crying. Yeah, like you, you're like you know what I mean. Like Lindy Ruff didn't make that big of a stink in during no goal in '99. Clearly, well, because you know we didn't have the replays that we had. Yeah, you, know, you know that back. I'm sure he would have, but it's a you know it, it, you know you still should have stopped Kadri, who was coming in alone against three of your three of your players. You didn't, and then Vasilevsky didn't make the save. So who's to blame here, really, the refs or you and your team just not coming up when you needed to? I Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree for sure. And, like, by the spirit of the rule, I, I don't even care. I don't even want to dissect it anymore because I just want to say I hate that, like, this is what the sport is now. Anytime a goal goes in, we all have to go on Google and, like, reference the rule book. Like, it's just, like, yeah. I – you know what's going to happen? I'll say this. This, that goal is going to spawn. It, it will be the next Matt Duchesne offside thing. Where yep. now, the, I can guarantee you this. The NHL is going to do what the NFL did. And every overtime goal is going to be reviewed. Before it's like, yep, it counts. So it's going to suck so much life and emotion that's that's gonna happen like i bet my life on that that they are going to make all overtime goals booth reviewable from toronto i i can almost guarantee it like and and people thought oh when the matt duchene thing happened oh it's all it's an egregious one-off it's not gonna get crazy uh hmm she got pretty crazy I mean, roll the bush clip again. Fool me once. I, I don't think so. <laughs> can't get fooled again. Can't, just can't, fool, can't get fooled again. Can't do it. Can't fool again. <laughs> like, just, just so long. Just show, like, take it over the long pause. The long, long pause. <laughs> just show the clip of that dude tries to throw a shoe at him. That's what's, that's <laughs> oh, what's going to happen. Yeah, never, never fucking forget, guys. I, I that, was fucking, that was fucking legendary. And Jesus. that guy got like torched by secret service and oh, yeah. why. he tried to fucking whale a shoe at the president you're gonna get in hella trouble for that john yeah, cooper crying about what happened yeah. when his team did the same thing to the aisles i'm over it yeah yeah that's true that's yeah. true tampa got away with a pretty egregious one I, uh, against the islanders yeah. i have to imagine bush probably laughed like 10 minutes later after the whole shoe incident <laughs> you have to i i just got a fucking sketcher thrown at me <laughs> you know what i mean like wasn't that like? Uh, wasn't that like uh, from from Austin Powers? Like, come on, who throws a shoe? A shoe. Honestly, honestly, oh, that, was that really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my, yeah, I don't know what a what a crazy sport. I mean, mm-hmm. you, I mean, even even with the complaining of like officiating calls, non-calls, this controversy, that controversy. The refs hate our team. No, they hate our team more. One thing you can never say about the NHL, you can never say it's not entertaining. And, um, man, there is no sport that even kisses NHL playoff hockey. No. Not even close. That's what I love about it. It's the most prestigious trophy in all of sports. It's the hardest trophy to win in all sports. Um, yeah. 
you, you can't beat the celebration either. Like nothing beats the celebration, the passing from player to player, just, you know, it, you know, just how, that's the one thing that NHL does right about with, with the playoffs is, you know, just everything surrounding the cup and the presentation, you know, how they embrace the buoy now of Gary Batman. It's just like, and he just embraces it too. He's like, yep, I, I suck. I know you all hate me. The owners love me though. So stick it up your hoop. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I will say it's the best trophy like presentation too. like in baseball, the owner gets to touch the trophy for ew. And those owners are atrocious people too. Yeah. It's going to be a fun road down the end boys. I got to leave. I got a flight tomorrow to Vancouver. It's great to jump on with you guys, share some thoughts. What a wild game. And boy, Tampa just won't go away. They're the team that never dies. Um, and we'll see if Colorado's got a bullet left in the chamber because, boy, they let one slip away tonight. Real quick before we let you, before you, you head off, uh, Con Smythe prediction. Uh, as of right now, from each team, who would you pick? Or Makar. Makar for sure. I would think that even if Tampa Bay comes back and wins this, that Makar, it'd be like that. Who, who is it that won the Con? It was a goalie, won the Con Smythe. John uh, J.S. Jaguar. Yeah, Anaheim. Um, he won the Smythe, even though they lost. This could be a situation with that with Makar. Like that's how good he's been. I agree. Um, to my knowledge, J.S. Jaguar and Ron Hextall are the only players to ever win the Smythe for a losing team. Hexy won it. I want to say in '87 or '88, whatever year the Flyers lost to the Oilers. Hexy won the Smythe. And his numbers were redonkulous that year. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. J.S. Shiger against the Devils. Yeah, even even if Colorado loses, I, I think if Tampa wins, it will be Vasilevsky. But you could make a real strong case that Makar would still deserve it. He's a defenseman. He's got 29 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, Vasilevsky and Makar. Makar, you don't think Palat or maybe Stamkos? They're in there. I just... It's it's John Wick. John Wick will win it. John Wick. I love I love it. I love it. Um, Steve. Um, well, I mean, for the Colorado side, the McCarr choice seems kind of obvious. I mean, ever since he uh, he got his one piece of hardware this summer, now it just kind of seems like the inevitable choice if they choose someone from Colorado. But uh, you know, in the absence of a Vasilevsky, which is obviously just the other no brainer. Um, if Point does come back and just have just an incredible finish to this playoff run, I could see them kind of giving it to him as the honor, like as the guy who tips the scales in favor for the three-peat, like that that final ingredient where it's just like, this is why we're back-to-back champions, and now we are back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Mm-hmm. I could see it going to Point just as I like know. a, this would not have happened, this might not have happened if you didn't come back when you did. If you could get betting odds on that, I wonder if that wouldn't be like a really good bet to lay. Because I wonder what the odds would be on that. I could throw 10 bucks on that. Why the fuck not? You'd have have to think that the odds on that, because he's missed this time, would be uh, like upwards of plus 2,500 or something. Like if you could find find that at a sports book or something, you might want to sprinkle some. (laughs) <laughs> Some loose uh, couch. I'm literally, I'm literally moving in a week, so my extra money is like next to nil. But if, shake some if, pillows, brother. If I if I can sneak ten or twenty bucks away, yeah, sure, why not? Let's. Uh, I'm. I'm. That could be a. 
I'm gonna go. Game. I'm gonna go Makar. Uh, you know, for Colorado, for you know, I mean, obviously, or the guy has just been on a uh, a different planet, um, completely different planet for 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 the playoffs this year. It's uh, you know, for for me, it's just a no brainer there, just like said Steve. And then um, you know, for for uh, one second, guys here. Uh, sorry, something just had a pop up. Um, but you know, for for me, for Tampa Bay, it's it's a tough it's a tough call for me. Um, I would have to say for Tampa Bay, it might have to be. I don't know, maybe this guy. <laughs> oh, he's got something cooked up here. Come on. Oh. Big reveal. It's going to be like the Paul Rudd Conan bit. He's just going to keep playing this fucking clip every Shame single time he shows up. I've created a monster. Shame on you. <laughs> fool me, you can't get fooled again. <laughs> one more time. One more time. saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably Tennessee, that says fool me once. Shame on Shame on you. It fooled me. You can't get fooled again. Or, or. Oh no, man. Whoever, whoever it was. Oh, Pat, Pat Maroon, the shoe thrower. Yeah. If anyone's, if anyone's throwing a shoe at somebody in this series, Pat Maroon's throwing a fucking water bottle at somebody's head. Where is it? Pat Maroon would be the guy too to throw a shoe, eh? Like. <laughs> And and look at George dodge that shoe. Both shoes, point blank. You know, you know that like, man, Georgie, Georgie might have been a decent dodgeball player in gym class. Like he got out of the way of that shoe. You know, he's kind of got that look that maybe he goes is a size. You guys hear that? Hold on. You want the facts? It's a size ten shoe. He looked at the size of the shoe. Just an incredible quote. <laughs> wow. Give this one more time. Uh, whoops. Whoops. <laughs> so unreal, man. It's cool. It's, it's cool. Wild. I got this. Absolutely, absolutely wild. But my serious, my, my for my my serious prediction, it would be Palat for me. I think he scored a ton of uh, big time goals. For, for Tampa Bay yeah. and uh, you know, you just had, you know, an unsung hero for the Tampa Bay lightning uh, up until this point and with uh, possibly two more games to go. Uh, we'll see if he can keep that up, but guys, thanks for hopping out with me. Uh, you know, we're just after midnight here. Um, obviously with these later games out on the West coast, a little tougher to get in sometimes, but of course, appreciate you guys hopping on uh, Ryan and producer Steve. Um, remember, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case in Western New York. Uh, get over to George Room Boulevard for any of your, uh, you know, adult beverage needs. Get over there and tell them two goalies when Mike sent you. Um, and, uh, you know, we will talk to you next time uh, for game six. Uh, will the Stanley Cup be raised in Tampa Bay by the Colorado Avalanche, or will we see a game seven uh, a few days later uh, in Colorado? Uh, with that being said, I'll hang up and listen. 
Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies One Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we bring in coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.